0: Well, hello out there and welcome once again to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here as always with my wonderful wife, Michelle. Hello. So good to have you with us once again. We are recording this episode on Sunday, September 16th, 2018. We appreciate that you found us today. In the future, you can find us on 1057maxfm.com under the Max Plus tab as well as on the Max FM app. You can also find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher. You can subscribe to us. And whenever we have a new episode, it'll come right to you. That's on iTunes and Google Play Music. And please, if you get a chance, give us just a quick rating, maybe a quick review. It really will help others out there that like podcasts just like you like them uh, kind of find us. And it helps move us up the rankings and, you know, and really opens us up to a, a lot of new future Hyper- Hyperion adventurers.
1: Right. And we know that. Uh we have wonderful listeners, and you give us great feedback. So if you could put that out there as well uh, as what you've shared with us, we'd really love it. Yeah, we love
0: our whole Hyperion Adventurer family, and we really want to grow this into a, a great, big, giant family. We love big families. and uh, This would be a lot of fun. So please, 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 if you get a shot... Uh, do that for us. Uh, we love hearing from you as well. We want this to be an interactive show. Uh, we love hearing from our Hyperion Adventurers. You can contact us on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You can email us at Podcast at gmail.com and on the web, com as well as, like I said before, the 1057maxfm.com website.
1: Right, and actually a little bit later, I will be sharing some information that we received from a listener on our email. So. Absolutely.
0: That's going to be fantastic. Cause yes. we're in uh, I, As I said, an interactive show. Uh, you send us, Input We are going to put it out there, get your name out there, uh, and whatever it may be, we will discuss it on the show. So, uh, we have some fun stuff coming up here on today's episode. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk about our trip up to the Walt Disney Studios lot to see the original classic Mary Poppins. Uh, We thought this was just gonna be a little small segment, but a lot of stuff happened up there, including a screen or a sneak peek of Mary Poppins Returns, which we are
1: going to look to share with you. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Give it away already.
0: We'll tell you more about it after our first segment here, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, The main topic we're going to talk about this week is, uh, for those of you who love Southern California parks, if you love Disney, well, then you've probably been to the Disneyland Resort. We've been there many times. We're annual pass holders. And we are going to start this series that we have Coming up here, that's going to be our top five favorite things. And we're going to start that off, our first episode of that, uh, se- of that series, with a look at the Disneyland
1: Resort. That's right. We figured since we're we're hometown people here out in the West Coast now, we will start with Disneyland for our local listeners.
0: That's right. For those of you who join us uh, through the Max FM website, uh, for those of you even on the East Coast that mostly go to Walt Disney right. World, uh, the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, maybe you don't go to Disneyland very often or haven't ever gone at all. So we're going to tell you what we enjoy about the Disneyland Resort. And we would love to hear from you what your favorite things are about the Disneyland Resort. And we'll be continuing this series on not... not... Not every episode continuously, but every once in a while we'll be dropping in one of these. Our five favorite things about this, or five favorite things about that. So you can look forward to more of those in the future. But let's get to it. Our main topic, the top five things at the Disneyland Resort. We're going to count it down one by one. Michelle and I made different lists. We have not compared them. So this will be interesting to see where we are alike, where we are different. But I'm sure this is going to be a lot of fun. So we'll start with number five from
1: Michelle. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. So... Um, my number five for top favorite things when going to Disneyland Resort, we've actually talked about it at a previous, um... Podcast, but it's taking a ride on the double decker bus down Main Street USA and being on the top deck, you just get a different view mm-hmm. of the park. Um, it's just it, it's a little thing, but it's fun, you know. And it just it's a, it enhances the experience and the feeling there at the park. So I really love. I prefer starting it out that way, but it's it's also very cool taking it back because you get to see the other side of the street.
0: Yeah, I love that too. I didn't make my list, but uh, that is a great thing if. If you haven't never done it before, I know we you know we talked about this a few episodes back. Right. You get in the park, you're trying to rush to your first attraction, you're trying to rush through, you know, get some food, you're trying to rush to this. Sometimes just take a little moment to slow down, go down Main Street in one of these vehicles, and especially the double decker bus, which is amazing because you can go at the same kind of level on the, a lot of the other vehicles, but when you go up to the top deck of this double decker bus, and you can see a lot of the uh, the words, the, the names on on the top of the shops, and these are the people that created. Uh, Disney and the Disneyland Resort. Uh, and it just it gives you another viewpoint, just as you said. Right, so I right. like that idea. That's, Thank that's, you. That's a very good number five. Didn't make my list, but I could see where it could be on there. Nice. My number five is. The Nightmare Before Christmas, the uh, Haunted Holiday Overlay at the Haunted Mansion. I love this time of year. It just came out a few weeks ago. Right. That is one of my – I like a lot of the holiday overlays that they put on, whether it be Halloween, whether it be the holiday season out there at the Disneyland Resort. But the Haunted Mansion, just it just excites me so much when it comes out. One, I love the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Two, it's just cool to see all the different stuff they add, how many, how intricate it is, all the different Jack Skellingtons, and uh, it's just, it's so cool, and then my favorite thing is when you go around the corner to where the ballroom scene is, and you just get this waft of sweet gingerbread, and it just comes and up and overwhelms you, and, it's, and then they have a brand new, they do it every year, they do a different gingerbread house every year in the middle of that ballroom, and so it's fun to see what the gingerbread house looks like from year to year and works. I like we're going up in a couple of weeks to do all the Halloween stuff and we can't wait to check it out
1: right right and that sort of made my list too I'll talk about it a little bit more in a second but you're absolutely right it's you know the traditional haunted mansion is a lot of fun too mm-hmm. and we love that we, we rarely miss that when we're up there but yes there's just something special about that uh, holiday one and, and I love how it, it really kicks off the Halloween season mm-hmm. but it's certainly blends well in with the Christmas holiday, so it is just kind of a a great multi-seasonal experience. Absolutely. If you haven't been there before, they kick it off
0: usually in late August, early September, run it all the way through the end of December, sometimes until about the first week of January because it is a uh, Halloween slash Christmas uh, setup. Right. So we can get through both holidays, but it's a lot of fun and uh, it's something I look forward to every
1: time we go out there. So that's number five. On to number four, Michelle. All right. Number four um, is... Getting a dole whip and people watching. Oh, yes. And it's never too early in the day to do that. In fact, mornings are a great time because you get to avoid the long lines that can build up, especially on the, the hot times of year, the summertime of year. Um, so, Having a Dole Whip and just, you know, we we a lot of times get a, a seat over at Jolly Holiday outside there mm-hmm. and just people watch. Um, you know, also, they're great to have when you're watching, you know, the Enchanted Tiki Room, of too. Course, so, of but of course. But definitely not to be missed as a Dole Whip. Yeah,
0: we enjoy doing that. We go and uh, we'll go and hit a couple of attractions right off the bat, especially if we're there at Road Drop. A couple of attractions right off the bat. And then, you know, the Dole Whip station will open There, and we'll pick that up. And since we've already hit a couple things, it's time to take a slowdown, take a little break, and a dole whip. And people watching, like you said, that is is great. Didn't make my list, but uh, very good thing. And I I like that as well. I like that as well. My number four is storytelling at the Royal Theater. One of my favorite things to do, and we never miss it. Every time we go there, we have to stop by to see storytelling at the Royal Theater theater now if you don't know what this is it's a live show that consists of the retelling of st- stories of beauty and the beast and tangled throughout the day with the help of both bell and rapunzel right uh respectfully for their shows but what really makes this show great is the hosts mr smythe and mr jones right and the piano player and the piano player which i'm his name escapes me right now but i love him too he's great um they share – it's a kind of a vaudevillian act in many ways. Uh, if you think of – if you know of vaudeville, that's kind of what they do. The, the, the Mr. Smythe and Mr. Jones play other characters within the story uh, across from uh, Rapunzel and Belle, depending on the storyline. And it's just – it's hilarious. It's still as touching as the movies you see, you know, when the movies you, we all love – um, but it's just it's so fun, and we've watched it numerous times. It never gets old, we know the whole thing. It's rel- relatively interactive. I mean, one of the things that we gain for it is that whenever something hap- good happens, we say huzzah! huzzah, and huzzah has come from directly from the storytelling at the Royal Theater. So that's at the actually at the Disneyland Park if you're looking for it. But I can't recommend it enough. It is one of my favorite things, my fourth favorite thing at the Disneyland Resort.
1: And I couldn't agree with you more because actually, that made it to my number three
0: ah well that was kind of perfect
1: right right and actually um i cheated on number three mm-hmm. because i did a twofer oh i did uh, a seasonal transformation of haunted mansion and small world okay i would put those as my number three kind of three a <laughs> in the three b team <laughs> would be the shows at the Royal Theater because okay. you're right they they are a lot of fun they are interactive it just kind of you know if if you're not having even maybe the best day or whatever you just sit in there and you can't help but laugh or start you know you get into the clapping with everybody it makes and you smile it it's, does it's make you smile-rific smile it's a
0: rific show it's great that's right so. that's a word smile-rific I'll rip it. Hashtag. <laughs> so that's your number three? Is that's the, my number the three. three. Three A and three B. Right. <laughs>
1: three, three and a quarter, three and a third, well, three Well, I figured the, trans, the seasonal transformation things are not know. year round. That's true. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. I like that too. And I'm
0: glad <laughs> we kind of agree on that. And that is one of our favorite things. And you will see us there often when we're at the parks. Right. Uh, my number three is going back over to Disney California Adventure Park and that is Cars Land is my third favorite thing the entirety of Cars Land because i think it was one of the first truly immersive lands uh, that Disney created like when you go right. in there and you've seen the movie Cars like that is Radiator Springs when you walk down this street everything is uh, almost in its perfect place right. like when you're when you see the movie uh, we our Three of our favorite attractions are there. Right. Radiator Springs Racers, of course, is great. Yes, But uh, Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters, the uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Uh, by the way, those two rides also do a holiday makeovers, both for Halloween and for Christmas as well. So we're looking forward to seeing those uh, coming up here in right. a couple of weeks. Also, one of our favorite restaurants is there, which is Flo's V8 Cafe, which is great comfort food. Goodness, just delicious stuff that we enjoy very much for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I right. mean, we don't go there. I mean, that's not like we just don't eat there the whole day. But, right. Uh, we like meals from that place. Well, remind that, that maybe we do that one. <laughs> Just park and it flows <laughs> and just, you know, just sit it's, there. It's actually fun because you can sit outside and you can watch right. the racers go by, which is, is really cool.
1: Right. I was just going to say that it's a it's also a very great location for people watching as flows. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get something to eat and go in the backside, like you said, where yeah. you're watching the don't people go, watchers. Nothing wrong Maybe with the uh, front.
0: I mean, you can't people watch at the front, but go to the side. And Some people just kind of don't, they, actually there's usually some seats open on the side. It can be, and it's relatively shady, but the racers go by and there's that track there that goes in between Pacific Wharf and uh, if cars land there, are people are are walking by it 's really a great uh, point to just take a breather, have a meal, and just enjoy it and the you know the radiator springs racer 's backdrop is just spectacularly right. beautiful. i mean uh, the force perspective there i mean it makes it you know it 's right there in front of you but yes. it makes it look so massive it 's exactly. great exactly so and then at night uh, the way it lights up with all the neon is is wonderful too an experience. Uh, when they actually flip the switch and turn it on is it's amazing right right i couldn't agree more so that's my number
1: three on to number two michelle okay my number two is stopping off at the tasting terrace also in california adventure i should have started with that (laughs) Um, but it's really a great way to sit back relax and enjoy the surroundings of just being at the happiest place in the world right it's it's magical and um you know it's one of those Times in your life that you can be sitting there. Um, they have great wines. That's where they feature the Disney family wines, um, which we thoroughly enjoy. They have some small plates there. But, you know, just taking a moment, stopping, listening to the sounds, enjoying the music, and realizing that right at that moment, you have no worries. You have nothing that you need to do at that moment. You're, it's your time to just have a wonderful, Fun experience and so um, it's it's one of the few places that you can really sit back and kind of be on the outside looking in or down I should say because you are on a second level you're across from Cars Land um, you can generally I know we've spoken about this you can oftentimes hear um, the Mater ride yeah. there too it's one
0: of the songs though it's funny only one of the songs really cuts through it's I know
1: I know but but it is you you know you kind of get a bird's eye view of a lot of the other parts of the park and it's. Like I said, you just kind of sit back and enjoy it. Enjoy a glass of wine yep. if, you, if you so desire. They have, have other... good food, right, too. Right, um, right. If you just
0: want to eat, you can have... Uh, there's other beverages there, too. They also have beer. Right. Um, but uh, it really is a great place. Uh, the Alfresco Tasting Terrace, and uh, we discussed it a couple episodes ago. That's right. It uh, really is a nice place to be in the park, but kind of away from the park. So you can just kind of take a breather. It's just a nice, calming little... Pit stop during the day. Right.
1: And the cast members up there are amazing. They're wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very, you know, obviously in their job in providing the food and the wine, but they're just very friendly to talk to. And, you know, that's another thing that's great about Disney, whether you're talking Disneyland or Disney World, is, you know, really having those conversations with the cast members because. They love what they do and it really, their passion also comes through and it, it makes you feel good to have that in, that human interaction. At absolutely.
0: That time. Absolutely. Uh, it is a spectacular place and highly recommend it uh, if you go there, especially if, I mean, you can bring kids too, but if you're just a couple adults on a date night or a date day or whatever, it's uh, really great for that to just kind of sit there and, you know, uh, a table for two and sit and right. talk. And it's a little quieter than some of the other places in the park, but very good. Very good. And I uh, didn't make my list, but I had it on my other things that mm. almost made the list. Gotcha. Um, uh, my number two is The World of Color.
1: Oh, um, right.
0: Good one. Yeah. This show is my, I, I I was thinking it over as I was making this list. I think it is my all time favorite nighttime spectacular in any park, uh, whether that be the Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Paris. We haven't been to any of the Asian uh, Disney parks right. yet, but uh, as far as California, Orlando, Paris, uh, I think this is in my favorite it merges uh, visuals from numerous Disney classics with music light color it they, they they've put up these sheets of water and they uh, project it onto them Uh, and then they have these jets that shoot water up to 200 feet high and yes there's even some fire that mixes in every (laughs) once in a while so you know if you're getting the misted on a little bit it warms you up a touch Uh, it's just amazing to watch it's amazing the uh, technology they had uh, when they kicked this off a few years back for the first time we were just wowed by it and we still love it every time unfortunately it hasn't been open since April for refurbishment they thought they were going to open it about a month ago right uh but i guess they're having a little more problems refurbishing it so it's taking a little longer uh they still say they expect it to open later this year and when it does uh, we're going to be there and we we love it and we love being there right up front and even if the mist is coming on us it's it's, <laughs> it's great it's such a it's such a good time
1: that's true that's true and uh you know, i love how they do they do keep it fresh they change it from time to time mm-hmm. so you know It is great. That is a good one. That didn't make my list. Yeah, I understand. I understand. So that's
0: through number two. Now we go on to our number one. (laughs) Five favorite things at the Disneyland Resort. Michelle, your number one.
1: Okay, my number one. Can I do an A and B again? Oh, Oh. my God. Yes. Yes, absolutely. it was hard to I choose know. I know. it was hard to it's choose okay. this one I um know. we're all winners um, i know <laughs> so i'll say originally my number one was Carsland, just like what you said it's just a great vibe to be there to be fully Im- immersed into that experience um but i had to also kind of rethink about some of the things we've done more recently um, that have are newer, I should say, and that is the Paint the Night Parade. Oh, I love the Paint the Night Parade. Right. And especially um, what we've enjoyed is when we've done the Sonoma Terrace uh, reception. And so I think I gave that one maybe the little edge above Cars Land just because I love the music. I love Mm -hmm. the floats, you know, sitting there, you know, having a little bit of refreshments yes. and having a front row seat there. I mean, not that it's it's bad to see that parade anywhere in the park, but, you know, I would say that experience, that whole package experiences yeah. is, is probably my number one. And if you're, we talked about that, we
0: experienced it and we talked about it in our, I think it was our second episode that we ever did of this podcast, we had gone up and did this and we we kind of reviewed it, right. told you what it's all about. So if you want to go back and, and check out what we had to say about it earlier, you can go back to our second episode, you can find us, uh, anywhere you find our podcast, you can find it there. But uh, really great. That's a great parade. Yes. I also like um, when, when the Main Street Electrical Parade is, is right. going uh, again, it will probably break out at some point again. I don't know when, but... I hope so. A lot of nostalgia for that one. But yes, yes, the Paint the Night Parade is the modern version of that. Right. And uh, it is a really spectacular, spectacular show.
1: And I love getting that song in my head. It's one (laughs) of the few times that it's okay having that song just over and over in my head.
0: (laughs) uh, uh, uh. Sorry. Okay.
1: (laughs) I don't know if anybody
0: picked that up. I, say, I did a little dance with it, too. You had to, you had to, you had to be there. I maybe mean, you had to get this thing on like Facebook Live. Or right, something so exactly. Or maybe not. My, <laughs> again, my, my little white man moves here. Trust me, I just saw it. <laughs> it was glorious. I should be be on Dancing with the Stars. Exactly. That's what you're talking about. (laughs) Anyway, I love that pick. That's a great number one pick or one in one A pick. Right, right. Uh, My number one pick, and this is kind of, well, I'm going to start it with a single thing and just expand it out from there. My number one thing at the Disneyland Resort is Walt Disney's Apartment Oh yeah, above the firehouse. Right, we got to visit That's that. Fantastic. You can only go visit it if you're one of the tours. I believe it's the the one that specifically does it is the walk in Walt's footsteps tour. Right, but you can always pass by it and see it as you're going down Main Street. Another thing to take note in, uh, is it's right above the, the the firehouse. You can't you can see it up there uh, at least through the window. Uh, but I, I'm going to expand this a little more. Really, uh, the Disneyland Resort and Disneyland Park uh, especially is the one place where Walt actually took footsteps into when the park was open. He rode a lot of those attractions that are right. there, some of the older ones. Uh, it has his, as all the Disney parks do, but especially the Disneyland Resort and Disneyland Park has his fingerprints all over. And that's part of what that tour uh, tells you about. Um, and it, it it's... That's the thing with me is that yes, when you go there and we were talking with somebody yesterday at the screening uh-huh. about uh going to the Disneyland Resort for the first time and how tiny things are, you know, because you're used to, if you're used to the Walt Disney, Walt Disney World Resort, right. things are larger. You go to Disneyland Resort and you go to Disneyland Park and things look a little smaller because of that. Well, it was amazing what he did together. He built this thing to originally in a year, opened it up. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> and it's it, it is yes, it's tiny, but it is his Uh, fingerprints all over it. It's Walt. It is Walt's park. Yes, he worked towards, you know, expanding his dream into Walt Disney World Resort, but uh, the Disneyland park is his park. And so that's the thing. And, and, uh, but specifically, if you get the chance, go up to Walt Disney's apartment. And even if you don't get the chance, just go pass by, look up at the window, see the light. The light is always still on for Walt as a tribute to Walt. That light is always still on. Um, And just notice that the light is on and just, you know, maybe give him a little hi or a a salute or whatever, because uh, this would not exist without Walt Disney. Right. This and
1: all the other parks and and all the other wonderful things. I I totally agree with that. And corny as it is, um, when I do take the moment to take a look at the light, I do get a lump in my throat. Of course. Every time. (laughs) Every time, you know, because it is, you know, an homage to a, a, a fabulous Genius who created something so wonderful that we can all enjoy and and really have wonderful family and and even just our own memories mm-hmm. because of him. So. And,
0: and going up there and being in that apartment and just you know you're just sitting there. it's actually a really small place but just thinking you know there was. Walt on this side and there was Lily, his wife on the other right. side, you know, and you and can the kids. see with his family there and just being so happy to have been there in this park that he created and seeing the joy looking out the window and seeing the joy from his guests there. Um, it, it's 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 really electric and it it's it really touches you when you walk into the apartment. So I highly recommend if you get a chance, do the tour, go check out the apartment.
1: Right. And you know, like you said, it's it is it's tiny, but it's amazing, all the very modernized things that he had there. I mean, the shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to give too many things away for people, but check that out. Um, but, yeah, it, it it is just really great. And I'm going to brag here. I got to ring the doorbell. Yes, we you went. should have seen
0: her. Like <laughs> She was like... Up the stairs, like I want to be first up there. She was pushing people out of house she just happened to be first to, you know kind of there were the no door, injuries but, but she was uh she jutted up the stairs and they said, you can ring the doorbell. And she was so nice. excited. Oh, my As God, yeah again, be more I got Disney fans.
1: Definitely choked up and teary-eyed just to be able to do that. So, so. Nice. so. That's our five favorite things from Yay. the Disneyland Resort.
0: Please send us uh, what your five favorite things are, and we'll share them on air uh, next week or in the, or in the coming weeks. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. A couple of things that didn't make my list that were close, I, especially at the bottom. I was shuffling things in and out. I mean, right. Um, was That stuck at five for the longest time that I finally took it off near the end was... Uh, the Matterhorn Bobsled. Right. Um, because of the fact that, well, for one thing, it's turning, I think it's 55 years old. No, 60 years old uh, coming up next year. Uh, but it was Disney's first mountain. I mean, if you think about the mountains, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, if you want to count uh, Expedition Everest in uh, Animal Kingdom Park, right. Uh this was the first. This led to all of them. I'm not as crazy about the ride. I find the ride a little jerky, but it was. It's. It's the. It's just amazing to think about. This kind of led to giving birth to all those other mountains. And it also was uh, interesting. It was the first ever to use a tubular steel track, a, a, a dual stu- tubular steel track uh, from any roller coaster, which is like standard now. Right. And it was also the first to have um, an electrical. Uh, a, a computerized sort of system that allowed two cars on the track at the same time. So, right, right. Uh, it was groundbreaking
1: in many ways. It looks
0: pretty simple now. When you ride it, it seems pretty simple, but it was groundbreaking 60 years ago.
1: Exactly, and, and that, that type of technology advancement continues throughout all the parks, so that's really cool. So I,
0: I, I wanted to make some special... Uh, a, appreciation for that, even though it didn't quite make my list. A couple other things that almost made my list, the cauliflower sandwich at the Red Rose Tavern we talked about a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Love that. We talked about the alfresco tasting terrace. I like, you've never gone on it yet to this point. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, I think is a very interesting ride. Uh, Fascinating. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I love Marvel. Uh, You know, it's, it's, Uh, Some there's some people that still will be nostalgic for the Tower of Terror, and you can still uh, do that at uh, the Walt Disney World Resort, at the Hollywood Studios Park, Um, but I love Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, the music, the whole story, I love it. Uh, The holiday overlays in general, just all of them, uh, you know, Small World, uh, Holiday... Um, the ones, you know, we were talking about Luigi's Rollick and Roadster right. uh, all the different holiday overlays to the park. I love how they change things up as you go through the year at the Disneyland Resort. Um, the one other thing I wanted to hit on is, and I know that there's something similar to this at, uh, the Polynesian Hotel at the Walt Disney World Resort, but Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar is one of our favorites. We hit it up very often over right. at the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, it's just really one of our favorite stops.
1: Right. And maybe we need to do a top five, off out of park experience.
0: True, true. We can do that too. We have. We're, believe me, we're going to be a, got, after about a year. you're Going to be sick of our top five, <laughs> our five favorite things. To be like, those are our five least favorite things, not <laughs> the top five favorite things. Now, we're going to be we're going to be hitting up a lot of these. And if you have some ideas that you want us to do, our five favorite things are also. You can email that to us, and we
1: will add it as one of our main topics for one of our upcoming episodes. Absolutely. You know, in reflecting back, I didn't necessarily leave some things off the list, although I guess I, you know, I just didn't take the time to think about that. I'm glad you did. But one thing, once I had my list set up, I realized that it was all about experience. My list was, you know, I I do like all the attractions and things like that, but I realized my list really wasn't that. My list was mainly about going there and having a fabulous time and how that park lets you do oh, yeah. that you know all it, the disney parks do but we right
0: we really love the disneyland Resort. and
1: that you can have different experiences on different days you know some days you feel very star wars and right. you kind of gravitate towards those experiences and other times you might be marvel or more traditional and and so you have all that but yeah uh, it's the, really wonderful that we have that <laughs> place that we can have those great experiences
0: and the good thing about the Disneyland Resort as opposed to like the Walt Disney World Resort is you can go into the parks and you could think you're going to feel one way but you get there and you're feeling another way and you don't have to travel a long distance to right. change your thinking because it's all right there Well, that's one thing we've talked about in the past and how close everything is together that you can really experience so much in such a short amount of time at the Disneyland Resort so,
1: right right and you know it's you could, like you said you can change your mind or you can just all of a sudden have a desire to eat a certain food that's mm-hmm. at a certain restaurant and Easy peasy. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of a trek. You can put on walking back and forth on those
0: parks. You can put on a good 13, 15 miles in a day with no problem. But And you do that for food, it's all (laughs) worth it at the end. And it allows you to have that extra helping of whatever. So, yep, all cool stuff. It allows you to have that extra corn dog, by the way. Corn dog castle. (laughs) Good. Would. That is, true. Corn dogs. That is true. That is true. That could have made my list, too. Uh, good stuff. Okay, so that's it. Those are our five favorite things at the Disneyland Resort. Now let's move on to what we teased earlier. And again, I thought this was going to be a very small segment, just like, oh, we went up here. It was fun to see the movie again. It was great being on the lot. But no, there was so much more to unpack here than I expected. It was our trip to the Walt Disney Studios lot yesterday on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, what it was it, the 15th of s- September, to screen the original Classic
1: Mary Poppins. It was, like I said earlier, it was amazing. Um, and I'm anxious to hear, you know, I know you shared some of your thoughts on our drive home, but I'm anxious to hear some of the things that now that you've had to process it a little more that you liked about it.
0: Right. So uh, we've, I've got a lot of things to say. About this. <laughs> uh, it was a great trip up to Burbank. We go there. We've gone to the lot a few times for various different. This was a D23 event. We've talked about D23 in the past. You can go back to past episodes where we talk about D23 if you want to hear about it. Um, we have lunch at a restaurant that we love. That's about a couple of like two, three blocks away from the studio. There, It's called Simsie's. Great. If you're going up there, it's a great place to get a burger, a beer, uh, you know, a soda, whatever you want to do. But it's a really nice little pub kind of place
1: uh, nearby. So. Right. And when you get there, it might not look all that wonderful, but trust us. Yeah. It is amazing. And it's really nice inside. And, you know, or and a lot of times we just sit outside because they have some nice tables outside as well. And it was a cool enough day that yeah. we could do that yesterday. Nice
0: in the shade, a little breeze going by. It was right. really nice. So uh, we did that. Uh, then we went, uh, went to the studios, got in, checked in, uh, went into the theater uh, which is right in the middle. It's right across from the old animation building. There's a new animation building that's a little bit farther away, the old animation building with the signs there. Uh, went in, sat down there. Maybe they gave us a, each a, a popcorn bucket, a bottle of water, which was nice. Right. Um uh, We could snack on that. Uh, and then we had a talk from uh, a Disney historian and former Disney ambassador, Stacia Martin, who we've heard from before. She was on a Disney cruise that we had done at one point. Right. She has great talks about a lot of things historic, uh, Disney related.
1: Right, right. You know, her, her, her life story is interesting as well, but it, it is great that she has so many wonderful stories, whether it, it be about the movies, or about the books, or about the music, just about the parks. Um, she is a wealth of knowledge and her passion comes through in her presentations and we are always loving them. Yeah.
0: Uh, she talked about this specifically. She talked about a few things, but specifically she talked about how the music that was uh, created for uh, Mary Poppins didn't all make it too the movie itself. and But some of it was reused, kind of uh, recycled into different ways into different Disney movies and TV shows including bed and Broomsticks which doesn't surprise you. David right. Tomlinson also in that. Uh, the Happiest Millionaire and even... The TV show from the Disney Channel, "Welcome to Pooh Corner." The you know they, they were the, the I don't know if anybody used to watch this show, but it was you know kind of the characters uh, in the suits, right, and, right? As the different as Piglet, as Eeyore, as Rabbit, as of course Pooh, uh, and uh, one of the songs there was it, it was they didn't even change it; it was the exact song, and Pooh is singing, singing it. Singing it, it, right? It was right.
1: Great. We saw the clip of it; it was funny. And there was uh, one also from uh, the Jungle Book. That's
0: right. There was one that was transformed. I forgot about that one. There Mm -hmm. was one that was transformed, uh, changed slightly. That was used in the Jungle Book as well. So uh, good stuff. Uh, If you ever get to see, if you ever get a chance uh, to see uh, Stacia Martin talk, she is really, really interesting.
1: And one thing that was really surprising me, blew me away yesterday, was that she sang one of the songs that didn't make it in. um, And I... Never heard her sing before, right. and it was amazing. And I regret that we didn't have the, you know, video playing at the time to capture that. But yeah. she she had a lovely voice, and you know, um, it was kind of it was the Mary Poppins song that was to be sung um, as she was packing up and leaving. Yeah. So you and know, saying was, goodbye to the children, or not wanting to say goodbye right, to the children, right? Not, not wanting to
0: to leave. So. Right. Uh, really inter- And She's multi talented. So, I yeah, mean, not only touching. is she this historian, uh, now we find out she can sing, but she's also an artist. We actually have a piece of art That's that, right. uh, like, and sometimes she will do these presentations and she will draw characters. Uh, and we actually were lucky enough to win one of those at one of her presentation right so.
1: right and then she signed it yeah personalized it, personalized
0: it. it yeah it was a really cool thing um, but she like you like you said multi-talented uh, she also told us about how this movie was shot entirely on the lot in soundstage two almost entirely uh, if you go there and take the tour they'll show you where soundstage two was I think there's still actually a, a uh, a bicycle outside that kind of oh. is uh, somewhere I have a picture of it is, right it was left over uh, from the set uh, it's nearby there uh, but the movie sound was mixed right in the theater we were in to watch it so she said that this is the perfect place to be screening this movie because this is where they actually mix the sound
1: wow. right the movie, right which was cool which also made this so much nicer or more like Wow! Yeah. Huzzah. Huzzah. Um, was be, knowing that where we were watching it was where it was recorded, mm-hmm. where it was filmed, and that made it even so much more special.
0: Absolutely, and it was all, also special is that this is the first time I ever I've seen it. You know, numerous times, right. uh, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. Right, right. This was the first time actually getting to see, see it, it on a big, you I mean, know, my big screen TV. I mean, a really big <laughs> screen, and. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It was so magical to see all this come to life on a bigger screen. Uh, you know, the Jolly Holiday uh, Super Califragilistic right. uh, scene was just beautiful out there. All the animation uh, from that scene—wonderful. Step in Time is one of the best, if not the best, ever dance number. Right. In- any movie definitely a disney movie but almost any movie i've ever seen yeah yeah and it really captures it on the big screen
1: exactly it was it was great seeing it that way mm-hmm. yes i i totally agree with you but here's something that
0: got to me and it was near the end of this film uh and i've seen it before and you know i've i've seen it and enjoyed it, and i understand it and I especially know after uh, saving mr banks came out right. knowing that this movie was supposed to be about not about saving the children it's about saving the family especially uh mr banks right. himself um But when Burke talks to Mr. Banks at the end of the movie and kind of, you know, discusses with him, like, you know, hey, this is what this is all about. This is it's about your family. It's not about this work. You know, how could ever? you know, he kind of discusses it with him. It reaffirmed so many things to me of why we love Disney. Right. You know, right there in that one small little scene. And we talked about this earlier when we broke down Christopher Robin, um, the movie that just came out this last year. Some people question why we regularly vacation with Disney, talk Disney so much, why we have to get a podcast, because we talk Disney so much, people are tired of hearing about it. Well, not really tired, but right. you know, we just needed another way to express it so we weren't you know completely driving everybody crazy. Um, and then we own so many Disney-related items, and we're almost always wearing something Disney uh, during the day at some right. point. We're wearing Disney right now That's as we right. speak. Um, but this, what he said in this and what happened came across in Christopher Robin is almost the same thing. Life is hard a lot of the time, okay? We work tedious jobs. A lot of us do. Some of you have great jobs. doesn't mean it's not tedious at times. Um, Family difficulties can be tough. Other difficulties can be tough. What's wrong with every once in a while going out and celebrating the child inside you again, you know, and, and getting out there. And, and I think everybody needs that from time to time. Some of us need it more than others. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, really, you know, you go out there, have a good time, you know, whether it's seeing through your children's eyes or through your own eyes again, being a child. That's why we love Disney. Disney does that to us every time we talk about it, every time we visit. Uh, it, Disney is very special to us. And I think that both Christopher Robin said a little bit of that, but Bert really spoke it really well. Uh, near the uh, finale of Mary Poppins. Right.
1: It's so interesting that you said that because I too have watched that movie, well, because our son loved it when he was a toddler. I, well, you I, can maybe have... hear in the background, by the way. He's humming away some <laughs> stuff yeah. in the background. Yeah. Um, probably seen it hundreds of times. Um, and like you said, seeing it on the big screen was phenomenal. Um, but I also also noted that, too, that I didn't take notice of that ever before in watching the movie. And as much as, you know, obviously we do owe credit to Mary Poppins for kind of putting the dad in situations where he would have to interact differently with the kids, that it was really Bert who brought through the wisdom mm-hmm. to change Mr. Banks' perception. And, you know, I don't think I ever noticed that before, that it really, that you know that monologue that he did or however you want to call it was phenomenal and was really what changed things or made things happen with Mr. Banks
0: it gave me much more i mean i look i love dick van dyke in this movie but i was always yeah. for most of the you know his moving uh, right. his, you know some of the uh, pratfalls he make the dancing you know stuff like that you know and you throw out the kind of you know Bad accent that he tried to pull off there, but I it was still great in the movie, even despite the accent not being quite up to snuff. But seeing that scene again, and I don't know why it was the, the big, like you said, right. we've seen it so many times, the big screen really brought it to life. Uh, and it just gave me a whole different respect. I, I love Dick Van Dyke, don't give me some, I'm not like I didn't love him in this right, movie before, right. I love but it elevated it to a different yes. level after seeing that scene. It was, it was magical, you know, for lack of another word, right? Right? Uh, really loved it, uh, fantastic.
1: Yeah. If you so, if you ever get a chance, even just to rewatch that segment, I would just mm-hmm. to to see that now and and like wow, it, was, it it was very touching.
0: Yes, it was so good and um, loved it. If it ever comes out on the big screen again, I can't recommend enough you going and checking it out. Uh, it really gives it. If you have never seen it on the big screen, as
1: most of us have not, you know, uh, really it was. Go, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, it was also interesting when you're talking about if you get a chance to see it on the big screen that it came out, they said, in 1964. And audiences were, you know, really wanting to see it again, that mm-hmm. they brought it back out in 1965. And I think that was very unique at to that, that time. movie. At that I mean, time, that time especially, right. and
0: it, it was tough at that time because you wouldn't get the chance. Obviously, there were no videotapes or right. any sort of home uh, video to watch any of these movies. So, But the demand was so... Uh, spectacular for it, that they had to put it back out in the theaters again. Right. And, you know, watching it for the first time on the big screen. Well, not that I didn't never I, I always wanted to watch it at home, but seeing it on the big screen. I mean, and the music is fantastic. The yes. Sherman Brothers, that is the maybe the best piece of work they've ever done. Right, right. Uh, so great. So, okay, we teased it long enough. Now, also came to this was a sneak peek of Mary Poppins Returns, which we were kind of excited about, but let me tell you what, after we saw this sneak peek, uh-huh. I wish it was December already. Right, right. Because it was amazing looking. Okay, It started off. Here's how it went down for us. Um, they, they said, okay, we have something special for you. You know, a surprise. They didn't tell us we were going to see this going in. We kind of wondered maybe they might do something. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to be a trailer or whatever. Right. But it's, it was a whole sneak peek at it. Uh, they, it was introduced by one of the production assistants. I'm, we couldn't have our phones out or anything for this. Right. Um, so I wish I could have taken notes of her name. I didn't have a notepad with me or anything to take notes of her name. But she was great. Um... Uh, she told us that this movie was all shot in London. I think we kind of knew that, unlike the original Mary Poppins, which was shot there on the Burbank set. This was all shot in London. Um, They have new writers for the music, uh, but however, Richard Sherman did come in and kind of consult with them, kind of guide them in a way to make this music be very much like the original uh, Mary Poppins, which was good to hear. Right, right. Emily Blunt, according to uh, this uh, production assistant, uh, said that she didn't want to be an exact copy of uh, Julie Andrews' Mary Poppins. Right. So she's read all the books, she took it all in, and she's going to put her own... I think when you're seeing her in the movie, you can see the original Mary Poppins somewhat through there, but
1: it's a slightly different portrayal
0: of it. But I think it's good. I'm looking forward to seeing what she brings to that character. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely do. And, um, you know, you're talking about the Sherman... Brothers, that was their original, you know, I mean, the original Mary Poppins was that. First of all, I wanted to, I'm getting off track here, is this is not a remake of no, Mary Poppins. No, this is a new, new you know, there are many Mary Poppins books, books and right. this is a different Different storylines yeah. from, and, um, but the little bit of the music that we did hear yeah. definitely you know, I could see that influence. Oh, so
0: much. Uh, Dick Van Dyke does make an appearance in this. He's, what did she say? He was 91? Is he 91? Yeah, something, or 90-something. Yeah, yeah, it might have
1: been more than older than that. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, she said he was full of life on the set, which uh, was fantastic. And we did see a clip of him. And it was just a really quick flash, but you could de- definitely tell it was Dick Van Dyke right. on there, and as well as a couple other big-name celebrities uh, made some quick appearances in there. Uh, very interesting, and we were kind of wondering about this, is... That, as you know from the original Mary Poppins, one of the famous scenes is, we talked about a little bit ago, the Jolly Holiday, uh, Mm -hmm. supercalifragilisticexpialidocious scene that uses the animation, uh, the classic Disney animation. Uh, So there was a question of, are they going to bring that to this movie too? And the answer is, yes, they are. Uh, Spoiler alert. (laughs) Sorry, I said it after I said this, but... Yes, they are. They actually went out. We learned this there. They went out and brought some of the 2D animators out of retirement right. to draw these scenes. And we saw a
1: few of these clips really quickly uh, through this sneak peek. Right. And they had to do that because it's it's a technique that's not used anymore. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really have people out there to go to who had experience other than the original, you know, some of the original um, animators. So yeah, it was really cool. And yes.
0: bottom line, the whole clip. Was just I just sat there with my mouth agape. It was a wow, right? Completely a wow. You've listened if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I have a man crush on <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. Well, that was the biggest part of this scene was him coming out as Jack the Lamplighter sings a fantastic song. Right, I mean, right. It, it would have fit right into the old Mary Poppins, <laughs> the original <laughs> Mary Poppins. Uh, I believe it's called "Trip a Little Light Fantastic." Was I believe what the yeah song that sounds was called. right. Um, Scenes that we saw, breathtaking. The dancing, the singing, it is—it's Mary Poppins. It really is only more modern. You know, it has the 2D animation, which is interesting. So it's old school, but it, there are a lot of modern techniques that are thrown in with a lot of the clips that we right. saw. Um, it, magic. It was magic. It was just as magical, at least in this clip. Now it was just a—I don't know—four-minute clip. Right. Maybe. So I think that's four about five right. Four-minute right. clip. Um, it was had all the magic in that clip that we've seen in the original Mary Poppins.
1: Right. I think I had shared with you on the way home, it's like, I wanted to see that movie. I knew that just because it's, you know, a new Disney movie and Lin-Manuel's in there, so I figured it had to be kind of good. <laughs> he's
0: <laughs> they, they he's need got a somebody, talent. I was
1: going to say, they need somebody with talent to these things. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the guy's a genius. But anyway... Um, it, after seeing that, it's like you said. You, I think you captured it well. I wish it was ready to be released now because I can't wait to see right. it. It's just phenomenal, and I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of other Easter eggs that I'm sure going to be oh, in there. Yeah. You know, uh, it's
0: going to be fantastic. At least by the looks of this clip, I, I have I have higher expectations than I, I kind of was concerned before. But I don't think they would have released this movie if they didn't really feel they had the storyline and everything. Because I mean, they don't want to, you know take down the legacy of the original Mary Poppins at all, kind of taint it in in any way. So I think they really wanted to find a movie and stars in this movie. That's why they got Emily Blunt, who is very talented. She's a great actress. We saw her sing in Into the Woods. um, So we know she can sing as well. Um, So bringing her in, and of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda is
1: wonderful. Um, He could be Bert's brother. I mean, it's great. I mean, he just, there were a lot of mannerisms Uh that were very similar. I mean, he wasn't trying to be Bert, I know that. But just in terms of the parallels to the original movie, he really had a lot of the mannerisms down. And and some of, you know, how he looked was, you know, some of the facial uh, expressions were very, reminded me of Bert.
0: And it looked like they were leading into, I don't think we saw the whole thing of this song, Mm -hmm. but it looked like they were leading into another Something similar to Step in Time like right. with the dance scene right. similar to that. Uh, really good. Um, I think the good thing about this is that even though we just saw this clip and it was kind of just for us at this screening, I think that it, this will probably be the clip or something very similar to it that I don't know if you know, but if you go to the parks, a lot of times they'll be doing some sort of preview screening for some of right. the movies that are coming out. I would bet that this is the exact same clip you're going to see at the parks coming up here within the next month. month and a half very soon leading up to the release of the movie which is
1: coming out uh just before christmas it was interesting after the 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 show then when we were outside you know chatting with some people and um michael from d23 was saying that was the first time he saw that clip that he had seen a trailer that's right but that that. he this was the first time he saw it and he was also blown Blown away away and you know just you could tell he was just so giddy with it. Yeah,
0: yeah we we posted his, his picture. If you saw him on there, uh, Michelle posing with him. He's he was in a uh, chimney sweep little outfit out right. there. Uh, he looked great. All the D twenty three people came dressed up. A lot of them uh, ready for the ready for the role, ready for the excitement. Everybody, it was a lot of fun. Right. D twenty three. We recommend it to everybody. But mm. You can go back to our episodes before. I'm not going to get totally into it here. But if you want to hear about D twenty three, please go back a couple episodes where we talk all about it. Uh, a couple other things. Speaking with this will lead right into our our uh, news segments, our Disney mm-hmm. Stories of the Week segment, we, some things that we learned while we were right. there that are happening. Uh, and I heard a little bit about this earlier this week, but just to reaffirm it, uh, there's going to be screening on the lot, just like we saw Mary Poppins on the lot. Coming up on October 27th, they're going to be screening Hocus pocus for the 25th anniversary of that movie coming out. Nice. That's going to be on the lot. Uh, if you're interested in that, if you love that movie as many people do, uh, tickets for that will go on sale to gold members and uh, gold family members of uh, D23 uh, this coming Tuesday, September 18th. So um, this, the screenings we've this is our first movie screening that we've gone to there, and we enjoyed it. Uh, we talked to some other people that were at this theater. They've gone to a couple other ones. They enjoy the screenings as well, and you right. always come away with a little gift. We got a little pin
1: which was cool. The popcorn bucket. Right. And uh, it's just cool being on the lot. So. Yeah, we'll send out a picture of the pin because it's yeah. really cute. It yeah. was made for this. Ex- Specifically for right. this,
0: this screening. Uh, really cool stuff. Uh, other thing they announced there was that there will be uh, screenings across the country in various cities of Hocus Pocus or The Nightmare Before Christmas. They're calling it the spooktacular anniversary because both films are turning 25 this right. year. The thing is, you get to vote on which movie you're going to see in your city. Now, here's the cities that they are going to have these screenings and the dates. Uh, Orange, California, uh, right here in our own backyard, October 6th, they're going to be screening it. Emeryville, California, up in the Bay Area, October 6th as well. Seattle, Washington, October 7th, they'll be screening it. Boston, Massachusetts, October 13th. Chicago, Illinois, October 14th. Orlando, so those of you near the Walt Disney World area, that will be at Disney Springs on October 20th. Dallas, also on October 20th. Phoenix, Arizona is the last one. That will be on October 21st. So all leading up to Halloween to celebrate uh, the anniversary of these two movies. Right. And the voting is open now. And the voting is open now. So if there's one that you prefer over the other one, that this is the one you want to see, get out there and vote for your favorite one and uh, go out there and try and get uh, tickets to these screenings. Should be a lot of fun. Right. Exactly. Should be a lot of fun. So... That moves on from there to the rest of the Disney Stories of the Week. As you know, or maybe you don't know, maybe this is your first time listening to us, every week we go through our Disney Stories of the Week. So many stories out there. If there's a story that you ever want to cover, please contact us. Uh, we will talk about it. Uh, we have, I believe you have a I something do. from a listener that we'll oh, right. be getting to a little bit later in the Disney Stories of the Week. But I'm going to start off here with a story that broke this week. Walt Disney Company was named the top regarded company this week by Forbes. Nice. Yeah, very good news, and I think we all agree that Disney is very should be regarded very highly. Right. not the top regarded uh, company. We we love it. So uh, this is based on the company's reputation to be trustworthy and fair, which is nice to hear. Right. Uh, it's moved up four spots from last year's inaugural list. This is the second time they've ever made the list. It topped. Hilton, who's number two, Ferrari, which was number three, wow. Visa, which was number four, and PayPal, which was number five. Nice. So good for the Walt Disney Yay. Company. Yeah, Huzzah! Good for Huzzah! As we go back to the storytelling. <laughs> um, next story we're going to, the Walt Disney World Resort will soon be opening. Oh, this was this is one I wanted to tell Michelle about because she's going to be so excited and she's going to go home and book this for us for our <laughs> upcoming trip here in a few months. I have I've no learned.
1: idea what, I really, I don't have any idea. She's going to was... book
0: this, believe me. <laughs> Trust me. She's, okay. she's going to say, as soon Announces she's going to be like on the computer we're going to lose her here because she's going to be on the computer <laughs> to book this uh, the Walt Disney World Resort will soon be opening up a new tea experience Woo-hoo! at the UK C- Pavilion in Epcot yes yes So this story comes from us from our friends at uh, www.newstoday.com, who we go to through a lot of our stories. They're great. Uh, Follow them if you want to get Disney stories regularly. Uh, Starting on September 28th, you will be able to experience a full morning tea service at the Rose and Crown Dining Room and Pub. Nice. The experience is offered on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at 945 and features Twining's Teas, of course, which Uh is very prominent there. Uh, Scones and sandwiches. And you'll
1: also learn the artistry and history behind growing, blending, and making tea wow that's amazing they used to have a tasting i mean, not a tasting they used to have a tea service it, it, over there in the afternoon and I've gone to a lot of different teas um, for those of you who don't know I just I do he love tea I love tea uh, I've been known to be called I've been called a tea snob no I own it <laughs> No, what's I, this bag I know. Uh, please get that away from me <laughs> but I only do loose leaf <laughs> But for Disney, I will do a bag. I've done that before there. Um... But it was great. So, yes, yay. Yeah. I'm so excited. See, I knew it. it I on the am, computer I am, I I am going to be um, um, calling my mom, and we're going to be going over there. There we go. Yes. Uh,
0: cost is $30 per person, and you can make advanced nice. reservations where you normally make it on the, uh, the, the Disney reservations hotline. That's awesome. I'm um, probably online as well. Uh, the new offering, they think uh, from this uh, the WDW news today, they think that they may have uh, offered it, started offering it because the, the popularity uh, coming back from the Flower and Garden Festival, which right. we saw there. We did the walkthrough tour, but there was actually a, a guided tour of the uh, uh, Royal Garden and Tea Tour, uh, which also offered scones right. and things at the end of it, tastings of tea. So uh, because of that popularity, I think they decided to bring this to it. So we're looking forward to doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, That'll be fun. So that's Huzzah! Now, here's the next thing that she's going to be on the computer booking <laughs> as soon as we're done with this show, if not before. Uh, Coco. Is returning for a limited engagement at the El Capitan oh Theater in God.
1: Hollywood, California. Yes, yes.
0: So we, we, I almost brought this story out last week because Coco is returning uh, for the uh, Dia de los Muertos in. Uh, Mexico but you know, because we only have a few listeners in Mexico um, I didn't and you know, I didn't think many of you were traveling to Mexico to go see the movie I didn't as my story last week and we were like oh I wish they were doing it here well the story comes out this week that they're gonna be doing it here so uh, this is the story from the laughingplacecom another great site to get uh, Disney News uh, this uh, the Disney Pixar film will run from September 27th to October 7th at the El cap which is a the theater that they, they regularly debut all their movies it's it's disney owned uh, great theater old school theater right in the middle of hollywood um, uh, prior to every showing here's this is straight from the laughingplace.com prior to every showing of the film excuse me uh, guests will dance in their seats and sing along with exclusive disney junior oh on screen content uh, this is themed from one of their Disney Junior shows, uh, Vampirina, who I, I, uh-huh. I guess is very popular right now. And We've seen that uh, there's some, a lot of character meetings with her going on right. for, uh, for Halloween. Uh, upon entrance and exit to the theater, guests will also be able to take a picture with Vampirina um, and uh, receive bat ear headbands while supplies last. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, additionally, additionally, now this is also more on the Coco sign the mariachi divas who we've seen before oh, playing yeah, out yeah, uh, in the paradise garden right. area at California Adventure. Uh, and I'm going to let me see if I can get this right in the Ballet Folk, Folklórico de, de Los Angeles, Ballet Folklórico de Los Angeles. I hope I got that even close to right. Uh, they will be performing live on stage from sept- on these showings from September 27th to the 30th and October 6th and 7th there at the theater. So that's fun.
1: Wow.
0: If yeah. I'm, if you're looking for tickets and she's going to the computer right now, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the tickets for the El Capitan uh, Theater can be purchased at Tickets.com.
1: Don't give it out. Don't give it out. <laughs> it's
0: for us. <laughs> or by calling 1-800-DISNEY-6 or you can just go to the, uh, the box office. But I'm sure that a lot of these showings will sell out. So you might want to get your advance tickets when you get a chance. And that's fun. And I'm sure we're, yes. we're already planning a trip Absolutely.
1: And I don't know if you know this. I've never been in that theater. I actually never have
0: either. I've been by it. You actually haven't even been by it. I haven't been by it. I've been to Hollywood. She's actually never been <laughs> into Hollywood herself. She she if you don't know, and then we can go back to our episodes and learn more about us. Uh, she grew up on the East Coast and the Florida, mostly some some in the Massachusetts area, but also in the uh, Florida area. And I kind of moved her out here to California. I mean, to suffer suffering to California. <laughs> know, right, right. Um, so, but she's we just we had planned a couple trips to go to Hollywood once in a, a couple times, but it just for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. But she's actually never been to walk down through Hollywood and see the Walk of Fame. Right, and, right. And all, I mean, I've been out. T- the there and everything. So
1: our Universal Studios, right. Yeah, you've been all around, around it, it. Burbank, <laughs> Universal, Pasadena. Like, yeah. It's like you made a circle <laughs> all around Hollywood. There, I'm moving inward, I'm moving right. into the circle there to the go. target. So uh,
0: we may that may be your chance to go do that and go check exactly. out exactly. Other Disney news uh, came out this week, and this was uh, according to the Disney Parks blog originally. The Earl of Sandwich, which is a very, very popular sandwich spot. Uh-huh. You know what it is? It's at Disney Springs at the Walt Disney World Resort. It was also at the downtown Disney, right. at Disneyland Resort. It's going to be returning. You know, it closed down in uh, June when they started to plan out the building of the new hotel that was going to be taking uh part in the Disneyland resort. Right. However, as many of you know and we talked about a few episodes ago, that has been stalled. They've put a hold on building that. So for the time being, they are going to reopen uh they're going to reopen the Earl of Sandwich, which is a favorite among uh, a lot of Disney right, fans right. out there. Yes. Uh so We like it. Yeah, we like it. We can go. We can go there, and it's um, it's it also offers. Uh, it's a more inexpensive place to pick up a sandwich, something quick, right. you know. Especially if you're staying at the resort, and they're closing at some of the uh, restaurants down there temporarily. You know, we talked about it last week, the Taratoga, uh Terrace, and right. they're doing some stuff with Whitewater Snacks out there. So the, the food is going to be a little tougher to get at some of those hotels around there. So this will be an easy way to get some food. Um, According to the uh, Orange County Register, they don't have a definite reopening date right now. At least they didn't announce it. Uh, but they believe it could be open as early as the 1st of October in the downtown Disney District. And it's same spot it uh, was located before. Uh, no word on how long it will remain open. Uh, it just could depend. One thing it could depend on is what happens in November's elections. Because uh, we talked about it before. They don't have exactly a Disney-friendly city council right now. We'll see what happens with the elections uh, going forward right. with that, and that could maybe decide what happens with a possible Disney hotel and whether they just end up going forward with that or not. So we'll have to see what happens. But good news for at least the time being is that if you love to roll sandwich and you're you know and going to Disney, uh, Disneyland Resort, uh, downtown Disney, it's going to be open. You can get your favorite sandwich again. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Uh, so well, let's see. Let's get, get one more story in here because we're running out of time. Um One more story, and then I want to get to your uh, listener story. Uh, There's a rumor that we could be getting our first trailer of Captain Marvel this week, which is the new Marvel film coming out that uh, really people know it's going to lead into Avengers 4, the yet untitled, well, through its title, but yet untitled as far as we know, Avengers 4. Uh, Brie Larson faked us out about a week and a half ago (laughs) by tweeting, Hey, at EW Entertainment Weekly, I'm bored. Want to break the internet tomorrow? A lot of us thought we were going to get a trailer at that time. What ended up coming out was a lot of pictures from the film. Uh, Brie as Captain Marvel in her uh, suit. Uh, in her, um, some of the we sought to see um, the uh, scrolls who are going to be, are believed to be the enemies or the the bad guys in this one. We got to see another possible bad guy in this one. A glimpse of Ronan, who you may remember, Ronan from the original Guardians of the Galaxy, was the baddie from the original Guardians of the Galaxy. He's going to be in this movie. We also got to see a a picture of a young Nick Fury, because if you don't know, this movie is going to be set in the 1990s. So it's young Nick Fury (laughs) uh, using some of the technology they did with Michael Douglas, um, with uh, Kurt Russell in some of the movies to make them look uh, what they looked like when they were much, much younger. So we got those pictures. Now it looks like we may finally be getting the trailer and a key possible sign for this actually going to be happening is that Brie Larson is scheduled to appear on ABC's Good Morning America, Tuesday morning, September 18th. It'd be my bet and many people's bet out there that that is when we will finally see the first trailer for Captain Marvel. Yeah, that would
1: make sense mm-hmm. to have it there. So yeah. that that's cool. exciting. So Very cool.
0: looking forward to that. So that's it for my Disney stories of the week. But you have something from one of our listeners. We love hearing from I our do. family of Hyperion adventurers. So, what story do you have for
1: us? Right, Michelle? and uh, so kind of rounding out the end of the Disney news stories of the week. This actually came out um, this week, but we were alerted to this from our listener um, Tom O. in Massachusetts, and we do really appreciate getting that email. Your stomping ground. That's Way back right. When you're a little thing. <laughs> I know well, you're,
0: you're still a little thing, but. <laughs> you're a
1: littler thing. So according to BBC News, there was some researchers, uh, Dr. Mark Mitchell and Dr. David Wartinger. I hope I said that right. Wartinger, 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 something like that. Something like that, yes. Um, They did a study on the effects of roller coasters on kidney stones. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. They really did a research. um, And the inspiration of that research came after one of their patients returned from a holiday trip at Disney World, and they reported that their kidney stone became dislodged after riding Big Thunder Mountain. So these <laughs> these professors, these doctors, uh, were really in, captivated or inspired by that story. So they built a silicone model of the renal system, including <laughs> artificial kidney stones. We thought renal would come up on our
0: Disney podcast at any point. <laughs>
1: but. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> right, right? And they carried this on to numerous rides. And they found that Big Thunder Mountain worked most effectively than any other roller coaster, even Space Mountain or and Roller Coaster that, you know, have those drops and everything. So they concluded that because Big Thunder Mountain has more up and down and side-to-side movements that rattle the rider, that that's what had the success of dislodging the kidney stones. Wow. I know, right? So if I ever have kidney stones, there's not much that—these professors are from uh, Michigan State. Uh, There's not much that would bring me up to Michigan, but this I would go there to get a work note with the prescription of you must go to a Disney park to have your condition (laughs) That's it. You need a doctor's
0: note to go (laughs) to— That's right. —go to— Either Disneyland Park or to
1: the Magic Kingdom right. to you know, get this it, taken care of immediately. Right. you got to go to your boss. you just got to go say, on it over and over and over, right.
0: and over to make sure it's all
1: done. <laughs> so you go to your boss. You say, look, this is what the doctor ordered. <laughs> technically and, and, you know, and uh, really, that's what they ordered. Um, and that's also one of the other times that you can be away from work and tweeting or posting right. that you're at a Disney park instead of being at work. And technically, you shouldn't be able to get Here in trouble. Help. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so who knew? I mean, I knew that we'd go to we go to Disney parks for our health, for our mental health, or whatever. But now it's for our physical health, right? Too, right.
1: So and this was a, an authentic research that was yeah. done. So. Actually, he won was
0: called an LG Nobel Prize, which right. uh, is interesting. I, I never heard of them before, but what now? When researching this, right. after our, our listener sent this to us, uh, it, it is a sort of a uh, spoof. Prize thing, but it's all based in real medical research that actually uh, is effective,
1: right? Um, And and things that that are are, that are research, but are are humorous too,
0: right? So it's kind of a takeoff on the Nobel Prize. It's the LG Nobel Prize, but it won this prize, and it's fun. And yes, uh, now I, I I haven't suffered from kidney (laughs) stones to this point, knocking on the
1: board here, right? um, Because uh, I go on Big Thunder Mountain, exactly. And I did like, too, about that presentation is they, uh, the awardees can only make a 60-second speech, at which point they have an 8-year-old girl come on and continually say until they wrap it up, is, please stop. I'm bored. I'm bored. <laughs> bored now. Move along. But Professor Waddinger, even at the uh, the award, showed off his Big Thunder Mountain t-shirt that nice. he bought when he went out to the parks to do his uh, research and testing. Awesome. So,
0: that's great. What yeah. a great story. Thank you, Tomo.
1: That's uh, right.
0: What a great story. That is fun. That's a lot of fun. I yeah. love it. So that's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. Uh, we hit them up. There's so many stories. There's another one I couldn't get to. We just, we're just way over time here because we had so much to talk about this week. But we never leave uh, any episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast without Uh, Giving you a tip for your possible next vacation, whether it be Disney Cruise Line, whether it be the Disney Parks, whether it be Disney Vacation Club, Run Disney, whatever it may be, we always have a tip for you to close out this show. One from each of us, but we always start because she has the best tips and because it's always ladies first. So here is Michelle's tip of the week.
1: Well, thank you, sweetie. So um, my tip is, if you have not done this yet, and you can do it at Disneyland or Disney World Park, is to check out the nightly flag retreat ceremony. Oh, I um, love that. Right? And, you know, well, first of all, it, it kind of happens, you know, it's like 4.30-ish at Disneyland and around 5-ish at Disney World. And I say ish only because they do have actual times, but it's seasonal, so you, you need to find out that in it. They post it on, online, too, or uh, you can find out at the park what time specifically. But anyways, that's kind of a convenient time, too, because you're kind, you may be wanting to head out either to go to get ready for dinner or, you know, go back to your resort and rest a little bit before coming back out for nighttime fun but um anyways it's it's a really great ceremony people start gathering around town square you know a few minutes maybe five to ten minutes um beforehand and um they really do try to um involve the veterans and it's great to go out there and you'll see them there as well you know but it you know it's the disney band gets involved plays patriotic songs during the lowering ceremony. Um, They do also a veteran salute with different military songs as well. And, um, you know, sometimes they actually coordinate to have a guest veteran participate. Mm -hmm. And if they do, there's a few of them. Right. And if they do that, they'll give them certificates and pictures and pins. So it's really nice that they do that, you know. And again, kind of like what I was talking about in our our top five is it's part of the experience of being there. And this is a time-honored tradition at the parks, you know, and it again, it's an, a way to stop and reflect on the day, reflect on, you know, what's wonderful that we do have here available to us. And so I would recommend that. If you haven't done the flag ceremony, um, the flag retreat ceremony is what it's called, it's it's a really good thing to try out. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it also, I don't know if you mentioned this in here, but the the Disney band usually shows up there, right? And so do the uh, the. Um, oh, why am I not thinking of their names right now? Dapper Dance. The Dapper Dance. Thank you. I uh-huh. can't believe I froze on the Dapper Dance of all things because I love the Dapper Dance, and we'll stop and watch them anytime they're performing. But...
1: I know. I will tease you about that forever now. <laughs>
0: I mean maybe it was I just had Lynn still stuck
1: in there that's my head. right <laughs> no uh, doubt. anyway
0: that it's it's great uh, the whole thing is wonderful and we every time we can happen to be around there at that time we stop and take a few minutes to watch the the, uh, the ceremony. It's wonderful. Right, right. Wonderful.
1: Another time where you can get a little choked up. Absolutely. You know. As many times when you go to these Disney
0: parks, I, exactly. get, choked, I get choked up at everything. Yeah. So. It's easy on me. I get choked up at every single thing Likewise. I do. So. Uh, great tip. and Once again, Michelle always has the best tips. My mm-hmm. tip is going to be very simple this week. I knew we were running a long time, so I wanted to do something very quick for my tip this week. I'm going to tell you how when you're on a Disney cruise, whenever you're on your next Disney cruise or your first Disney cruise, how you can assure that you have a cup of coffee ready for you first thing in the morning oh. when you wake up. It's one of my favorite tips to give yes. anybody who's going on a Disney cruise. Um, I can't believe I haven't shared it up to this point. But anyway, here's how you do that. I mean, of course, you can go upstairs and get the coffee up there or you can go to the dining room and get coffee. But maybe you just got up and you're in your pajamas or whatever and you just want to relax on your balcony or in your room uh, with your cup of coffee first thing when you wake up in the morning. Here's how you do it. The night before when you go to bed. One, you're going to be hungry, you know. I know, especially if you've had early dinner seating, Mm -hmm. uh, as a lot of people do with the kids and everything. Uh, By the time you get to bed, around 9, 10 o'clock, whatever, you might be a little hungry, and the kids might want a little something. So go order some room service. Mickey bars, Mickey premium ice cream bars, right from room service, right to your room. It's great. It doesn't cost anything extra except for maybe a little tip for the... uh, the room service attendant that brings right. it to you. Uh, warm chocolate chip cookies, uh, those come to you. Hot cocoa, uh, lots of things that come to you. But when you do that, whenever you're ordering something, uh, the all-hands-on-deck plate, uh, whenever you, you <laughs> order something to your room at night, order one of their pots of coffee with it. Now you think, okay, well, I'm ordering my pot of coffee at night. What's it going to be like in the morning? It's cold coffee, whatever. No, the, these pots they use, these they use these great thermal pots. right. That will actually, it won't be piping, piping, piping hot in the morning. But if you seal it up and leave it there, it'll be nice and warm still in the morning. You can open it right up, pour yourself a cup of coffee first thing in the morning. You're good to go until you get to breakfast, whatever it may be. It's my simplest tip. But it's one of my favorite tips for Disney cruises.
1: Right, that is awesome. I hadn't thought of that tip, but you are absolutely right. We've done that numerous times; it always works. Um, you know, like you said, it's a great way to wrap up the night is having a little second dessert after dinner. Um, but yeah, it is amazing how that pot of coffee can stay warm enough to enjoy. You know, your first cup in the morning. Right. So yeah, great uh, tip.
0: Keeps you from having to go out. And if you want, you can order like a cup of uh, pot of decaf for the night you know, before you go to bed. If you want to sip a little coffee coffee on your balcony or whatever it may be, and then a pocket pot of regular coffee, caffeinated coffee for the morning, whatever it may be. It doesn't cost anything extra to do this, by the way, except for, like I said, a buck or two tip for uh, the person. And you don't even really need to do that, but it's kind of nice to do to these people.
1: Right. And the reason you want to do that versus ordering it in the morning, which you can, is that room service in the morning is very, very busy. I mean, you can order room service the night before to come at a particular time range, um, you can also call in, but it is a busy time, and, and so you might have to wait longer than you might want to. So here, you wake up, you have your coffee, then you can get up and get some fresh stuff. And you, you, you may have
0: w- wake up earlier than your room service time right. is and want some don't want to wait for the coffee, whatever it may be. It's a simple tip, but it really is an effective one, and That's I awesome. highly recommend you do that the next time you Great. go Thank on you. a Disney, if you're a coffee lover. If you're a real coffee lover, I mean, let's let's face it, the coffee is... Mediocre at best for most of the. If you're a real coffee lover, go up to the Cove Cafe. That's where they have really, really, really good coffee. Right. But uh, if you're just fine with a nice, just a regular cup of coffee in the morning, uh, get this, do this, uh, do this order from room service the night before. Really is excellent, is magical and tip, Helps honey. you out. Thank you, thank you. So once again, that's it for another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We went way long because we had so much to talk about this week. We have so much to talk about every week, and we can't <laughs> wait to talk about it again next week. With you. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to some of our past episodes, you can find us in the same place wherever you found this one uh, and go back and track us down. Yay. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We have a website. You can leave a comment there. We'd love to hear from you. HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. You can email us at HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you have a great tip like uh, we just shared with you. Uh-huh. We'd be happy to share that with our other Hyperion Adventurers out there and give you full credit for it, of course. Or if you have a story you want to share with us like Tom O. did or if you uh, want to comment on one of our stories or whatever it may be, please send us a message. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. We want this to be a very interactive show. Uh, You can find us on, as you found us today, you can find us on the 105... 1057maxfm.com website, under the Max Plus tab, and on the Max FM app. You can also find us on SoundCloud and on Stitcher. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music, and we will come right to you. As soon as our new episode is published, you'll get a little announcement. You'll know we're there, and you can just go right to your phone or device, and we will be right there for you. If you get a chance, please just give us a little quick rating, uh, even more so, if you have a little more time, give us a quick review. It'll really help others just like you that love Disney might find this be an interesting podcast. It helps them find out who we are and recommend uh, us to them.
1: Right, absolutely. And we really would appreciate that.
0: So so that's it. Next week, next week, by the way, I haven't gone over this yet. Next week, we're having a Mickey Mouse party. Yeah. yeah, we're going to celebrate Mickey's birthday a little earlier. You figure the Disney parks are starting to do their Mickey ramping up for the Mickey Mouse's birthday. Well, we're going to ramp up for Mickey Mouse's birthday by having a Mickey Mouse party right here on the air next week, and we're looking yes. forward
1: to sharing that with you. It's actually a D twenty three Mickey Mouse yeah. party. So, um, and for some of our local listeners, we've invited them over here to. We're going to we have our us. first
0: show with a live studio audience, so yeah. we're looking forward to that. It's Pressure be is on. <laughs> Pressure is on. So, looking forward to that. So, please, please tune into us next week and uh it should be a lot of fun so that's it for this week thanks again for listening we really appreciate all our Hyperion Adventurers out there uh thanks for listening to us as you always do for interacting with us for just being friends of ours we, we love you all and we can't wait to talk to you again here on the Hyperion Adventures podcast so once again I'm Tom I'm Michelle and we hope that you have another magical week bye